Hey there! Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of It's Probably Not Aliens? Well, we've got some good news for you. On Nebula, our streaming service, you can get access to all our episodes a week early. That's right, you'll never have to wait again to hear Scott and I debunk the latest ancient astronaut theory or get a movie fact wrong. But that's not all. Nebula is home to dozens of content creators we know you like, so you can find all your favorites in one place. Plus, we post content on there that you won't find anywhere else. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and listen to the next episode right after this one. Scott, Tristan, I. Those are our names. Today is an interesting day to be filming, a historic day, if you will. It is interesting. As a person, I have been so busy, I've stayed off Twitter, and then I briefly went on Twitter. This is the worst day to have been off Twitter. This was (laughs) possibly briefly. There's going to be like four good days in Twitter history, and today was Uh one of them. I I feel like I missed it all. All right, what? Fill me in. What happened? So. As you all know, I live in Canada, mm-hmm. part of Her Majesty. Oh no, His uh, Majesty's uh, domain. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I guess, long story short, um, the Queen is trans now. Yeah, the Queen is trans. <laughs> oh God. Um, so we have a we have a king now. Uh-huh. So that's that that's um, that's fun. We're recording this on the day. Like on Queen Elizabeth day. has been dead for about six hours at this point. Yeah. Or at least they announced it. Um, as we all know, yeah, she's probably died in 2020 know. or yeah. something. But yeah, <laughs> it's been months. Uh, they just didn't want it to line up with all of the economic downturn that they were having earlier this year. Anyways, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. but yeah, so 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 the queen died today. Mm-hmm. And wow. How do we feel? How are we feeling about, are we happy about this? Are we sad about this? Like as, a, as an American, I have almost no emotional, con- I, I not even almost, I have exactly zero emotional connection to anything going on with the royal family. But my vibe is that we're okay with this. First of all, 96, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. Second of all, let's just say that all of the people who are cheering and celebrating right now are from formerly British colonized countries and places like Ireland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the people that are complaining are old Tories in all of the, ah. in Britain and the Commonwealth. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Oh, and Scotland. Scotland's having a good time. Yeah. So one of the things that I found is, uh, that came out is a little bit of like insider info because now we have a king. We haven't had a king, you know, boy power. Finally, the guys are in charge. Yeah. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. Gosh, um, it's been so long. And like, how many wars have there been in the world while the queen's been in charge? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not saying that women are the problem, but like it's time to give the men a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's our turn. Finally, finally, yeah, something finally. for us. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> as you guys, as you might know, the queen's son, who almost everybody universally hates, um, is is now going to be king. Great. Um, and the funny. So first of all, friggin' the queen out of spite lived to be 96. So her son is taking the throne at like the age of like 78 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so um, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a uh, he's not going to get the Platinum Jubilee like his mom did for reigning for 75 years. Probably not. Can I just say I just looked this up and I and I do want to just say it sickens me that the queen was one year older than Stan Lee was when he died. Like, that's not fair. That's not fair. At least Stan Lee was likable. Give him another year. Yeah. He should have had another year. Luckily, I think they've just filmed like 20 cameos to just sprinkle into future movies. That's true. Yeah, he's going to be there. He's promoting NFTs from beyond the grave. Just long enough until they make the hologram. He's the first person they sent to San Junipero and he's there now. He's just kind of bored because there's nobody else there yet to do 80 stuff with. So anyways, some of the things that we did learn about is that um, one of the things that can happen is that the king or queen can take a new name when they ascend to the throne. Oh, yes. One of the things that was kind of like unheard of before was that when queen, the queen came to power, she decided to just go by her actual name. So she became Queenie too. Um, Yeah. So the sequel. Yeah. The squeakquel. Yeah. But then, uh, so they were like, okay, there's there's two ways this is going to go. Either uh-huh. uh, the prince, who's our king now, whose name is Charles, is going mm. to change his name. And there was uh, thoughts that he was going to change his name to George VII. Just to just to really stick it to America. So another King George for y'all. Another King George. Dang it. Oh, we didn't like the last couple. We didn't like the last one we got. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. But uh, it does seem that he's not. He's going to follow in his mother's footsteps and not change his name. Mostly because I think most people know him already. And he's well past retirement age already. So, yeah. um, so he's decided that he is going to be King Charles III, which is like there was a reason that they thought he was going to go with George the Seventh, which is because Charles is sort of a cursed name in the British monarchy. Both King Charles the First and King Charles the Second did not exactly uh, make themselves beloved by the British people. Well, I mean, it sounds like this this person already this fresh faced Charles uh, already is following in those footsteps. So I don't know if there's much of a problem. Yeah, there. King Charles the First um, basically started the English Civil War and wound up being executed. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Good. And Charles work. II uh, kind of famed himself as a Caesar and ruled like a dictator or despot. <laughs> All right. So okay. that, that, that's um, that's it. Um, so what did this third one do? What did the the? Hold on, one second. Let me Google something super important. Who is King Charles? <laughs> no, hold on. Because King Charles is now going to be on my money, too. Hold on one second. Let me. I. This is very important to me that I'm looking this up really quickly. Here it is. So what did this third Charles, or should we say Charles Chip, Chipwrecked, uh-huh. do? Well played. Uh, this, that's a I had to joke. look up. Yeah, I had to. I didn't know if it was Chipwrecked or, or the road chip. Uh the, the beloved Alvin and Chipmunks film franchise. What did Charles Chipwreck do? Well, he's been king to make for, him not so loved. Uh, cheated on his wife, um, who everybody loved, um, because okay. you might remember his late wife, Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, um, oh, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she yeah, was very okay. universally loved by like, people, love people her. because she was like in a charity and like all this stuff. And then he cheated on her yes. with um, this woman named Camilla, who's Camilla. going to be the queen yes. now. Oh, great. Everyone's probably excited about that. But then so they got like very famously divorced and then Princess Diana died. And Charles is now with his his wife, Camilla, are going to now be king and queen of the UK. King and queen. We're they're doing it. And like and the thing is that while they don't like him, the British people are quite fond of 
his son, Prince William. Okay. Who's going to succeed him, most likely. So right. everyone's going to just be like, you waiting? Like, come on. Just waiting. It's taking this taking you a while. Let's get, let's get Will and Kate. King Will and King, Kate, Queen Kate. Yeah. Well, they're both kings, I think. They're going to change. They're going to change things. <laughs> Two up. kings. King Will, King Kate. Yeah. Cool little Sparta thing. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, just one interesting fact. Um, This is a podcast called It's Probably Not Aliens. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm so sorry. We started recording. It's been a day here. It's been a day here. This is a podcast that's not about the royal family. No, not as at far all. as I know, this is a podcast uh, where we look into ancient alien theory <laughs> and debunk pseudo-archaeology and Our pseudo-history. We'll teach you. I know while we're <laughs> while we try to we try to give you the real world history behind really cool people and places and things. Well, I mean I say we do, but truth be told, my name is Scott and I am the co-host of this podcast that knows nothing. I come here, I didn't even know anything about what was happening today. But I come here fresh-faced, much like Charles 3.0, and I am just here to learn all the good history knowledge from Tristan. Oh, uh, my name is Tristan. Somehow, I still do not know how this happens, uh, managed to research a topic in enough that we can banter about it for an hour <laughs> before mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it goes to everybody's earballs. So today we are doing something. Yeah, what are we, <laughs> what are we actually talking we about? We are not today? even... Queen aside. Yeah, we are not even doing... What are doing, we actually doing? We are, we are at least in the right continent, but I, we, you could not be closer to the opposite side of the continent to what we're talking about today. <laughs> Okay. Basically, a uh, question. What if pyramid, All right. but Bosnia? Okay. Now, we've done pyramids before. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of pyramids. Good old triangle buildings. But this is in Bosnia, which is a country that whose location I definitely it's know. It's near Turkey. It's in, like, southeastern uh, Europe. Which is also another country I definitely know the location of. So it's sort of near I, Ukraine. Okay. Um, it's sort of, it, it, it's, um, yeah, it is in Eastern Europe, close to Turkey. It's a, gotcha. it's one of the few very interesting uh, European Muslim majority countries like Albania and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I also just realized that I mixed up Bosnia and Bulgaria because Bulgaria is the one that borders on Romania and Ukraine or Romania and Turkey. But Bosnia is part Where's of Bosnia? former Yugoslavia, and it's actually on the uh, coast of the Mediterranean next to Croatia, and uh, I don't remember what that country is to the south of it, but uh, it's actually like, uh, like it's next to Croatia, which is next to Italy, so... Hopefully that gives That's you awesome. some some ideas of where it is. And it's actually called uh, Bosnia and uh, Herzegovina, or Herzegovina. 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 This is, this okay. is the part of the world where things get super, super complicated because um, all of the countries sure. that were formerly part of Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia had an extremely messy war in the 90s where it all broke up. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, this country is two countries and also two countries um, don't think it exists. And there's like, oh, okay. Yeah, the borders in um, former Yugoslavia are extremely complicated. Anyways, gotcha, we're going gotcha. to Bosnia. We're going to Bosnia. And not Bulgaria. This is not about not anything to do with Bulgaria. But yeah, Bosnia. In Bosnia, there's a village called Visoko, which is actually just 15 miles northwest of Sarajevo, which is like the big major city in Bosnia. Okay. And apparently in Visoko, there is a giant ancient pyramid. All right. And according to a, uh, a Bosnian who lives in America by the name of Samir Osmanjic. All right. Apparently, 
This is an extremely ancient massive pyramid that he claims could be as old as 12,000 years, plus it, if it is an artificial structure, would be the largest pyramid on Earth. Okay, I noticed you said something there in that last sentence. If it is, isn't an artificial structure? If it is an actual pyramid, then yes, it would be the largest pyramid in the world. Okay, that's a big if because I did Google what this pyramid looks like and it sort of looks like a low polygon hill. <laughs> Welcome to the Bosnian pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. So this is what ancient aliens and ancient astronaut theories really going. They saw like a, a pointy grassy hill and they're like this is well i mean look i don't know anything maybe there is something under us. it's it's very like it's covered in like plant life it's very green i don't see any structure under it but it is it is pyramid like mm -hmm. so like i don't know anything maybe there is something under there who knows so let's talk about what this is yeah so the hill's actually named visokika okay and it's down on the south end of visoko and is covered with trees and plants uh, but if you do look at it from uh, one angle, two sides of it do look rather pyramid-like or um, low yes. poly hill, I guess. Yes. And so, yeah, the two sides have a square base and uh, one side almost perfectly points north and the other one almost perfectly points east. Very interesting. Yeah, it does look like a pyramid. The other thing, too. At least from the angles that I'm mm -hmm. seeing. The other thing, too, is that uh, pyramids are not uh, an unknown phenomenon in Europe. There actually is mm. uh, some remains of a small pyramid that were in France. There's a couple in Greece, and there's even one in Italy. So it's not like there are no pyramids in Europe. All right. Well, there's some precedent here. But from what I can pick up, the main idea is that this is basically 100% pseudo-archaeology. <laughs> Okay. I love the description that said it was a pseudo-archaeological notion to explain the formation of a cluster of natural hills in the area yeah. of Visoko. All right. I didn't want to say it. It does just look like a it looks like a pointy hill. And I don't see any structure that's under here. And again, maybe it is covered with trees or something. But like just from the outside, it just sort of looks like a, a pointy hill. Mm hmm. But what's interesting is how this discovery impacted uh, the local region. And um, you might not notice here, but there's an extended part where Tristan makes you sad on this one. So, Oh, uh, no, I didn't scroll that far. But, but oh, yeah, right. uh, but the period, we'll it's it. located in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. And in 2005, the pyramid made national international news when Semir Osmanagic, who is a Bosnian who lives in the United States, who mm -hmm. has multiple qualifications because he's a successful owner of a metalworking shop, announced that he had discovered an ancient pyramid in uh, Visoko and claimed that instead of being hills, these are actually human-made ancient pyramids. After doing so, he founded something called the Archaeological Park Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun Foundation and started to solicit um, some donations to fund his investigation into the pyramid. And uh, even though he does get donations, he actually funds a lot of it out of his own pocket. Fan, just a, just a hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, and according to their documentation, Ospinagic once wrote that there are actually foreigners on the team, including experienced archaeologists, uh, someone named Richard Royce in Australia. Also, uh, American archaeologist Allison McDavid. Okay. okay. Uh, Canadian archaeologist Chris Mundlinger. Mundlingler. Yep. Mundlingler. real name. And also uh, someone named Martin Ainer from Austria. 
So this is, that's a lot of archaeologists. Um, what's interesting is that investigations into this have shown that uh, Royce Richards, not Richard Royce, by the way, <laughs> Okay. Just so you know, um, he he named him as Richard Royce. His name is Royce Richards. Okay. Um, who had been named as the senior archaeologist just sent Osmanagic an email once. Okay. And that's how he ended up as the senior archaeologist on the project. Oh, just sent like a nice email. He's gone on the record as describing the project as quote snake oil and bollocks. Mm. <laughs> There's our British explicit tag. There's our uh, saucy tag, I guess. Um, Alison McDavid is not an archaeologist. Uh-huh. She's an illustrator and also has never participated in the project ever. Okay. Chris uh, Mundingler did spend the year that they claim that he spent the year uh, on an archaeological project, but on one in a different country. I, I'm just like fascinated by this person's last name because it is on the one, the first time it's written here, it's Mundligler. And then this one says Mundigler. And I have to know. Mundigler, I think, is the actual name. I might have typoed it or something. Mundligler is good, though. Mundligler yeah, yeah. sounds like a Pokemon. Go, Mundligler! That sounds like uh, something to keep in your uh, Dungeons and Dragons future character project. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, the other thing, too, that I also found very funny is that Martin Aner, as far as I can tell, doesn't exist. <laughs> um, nobody could find who this person is. <laughs> so we're dealing with this level. And by the way, this did end up on Ancient Aliens, uh, cited uh, without any investigation whatsoever. This is very much one of those one seconds of like, look, here's a pyramid in Bosnia. Next thing. And then it's like, wait a minute. This is an extremely obvious fraud. Yeah. Um, the only scientist who uh, was on the foundation's documents who actually did go to the site and actually visited was a guy by the name of Dr. Ali Barakat, who's an Egyptian. What I found was called self-styled geologist who claims to be an expert on pyramids. Self-styled um, geologist? Yep. All right. Uh, and also that uh, Dr. Barakat apparently also was, quote, sent by Cairo to assist with Osmanagic's team, even uh, referencing that he was sent by the... I believe former now, I don't think he's working for it anymore, but he was in charge. He was basically Egypt's minister of antiquities for decades. Uh, Zahia Was. Okay. Now you're saying he was claimed to be sent. Did anyone try to verify that in any capacity? Yes, it did. Archaeology Magazine actually reached out to um, to Dr. Hawass, who, by the way, I, I just want to like make sure that, you know, like Dr. Hawass is like one of the most respected Egyptologists on Earth to the point where he was Egypt's Minister of Antiquities, which you can imagine is a pretty important title for a country like Egypt. Yeah, holy cow. So so here's the here's the quote that uh, that he said when he was uh, asked about this. OK. Um, the discoverer of the quote-unquote pyramid in Bosnia, Samir Osmanagic, who claims that a hill near the Bosnia River is a man-made structure built before the end of the last ice age, is not a specialist on pyramids. Mm -hmm. His previous claim that the Maya are from the Pleiades and Atlantis should be enough for any educated reader. <laughs> Uh -huh. This quote pyramid is actually a sloping hill near a village. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Barakat, uh, by the way, Barakat, there's a restaurant in London here called Barakat that I really, really like. Um, Mr. Barakat, the Egyptian geologist working with Mr. Osmanagic, knows nothing about Egyptian pyramids. He was not sent by the SCA, and we do not support or concur with his statements. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> that seems to be pretty straightforward then, huh? Now, all of these signs that it seems that Smir Osmanagic is just a massive fraud might be a red flag about whether or not this thing is a pyramid. But, you know, we need to keep uh, objective 
about this because, you know, just because he's a fraud doesn't mean that he's wrong. And who knows, maybe there is a pyramid. So we're going to investigate a little bit of that. But I want to get another claims that I want to get into this too, just to kind of build on his whole thing. He also has claimed that the hills have uh, a special alignment that supports an ancient cosmology. Okay. Um, that this is the pyramid of the sun, which is perfectly oriented to the north, and that the sides of the pyramid are oriented towards the cardinal points that claim that could not happen through natural processes. He's also made the claim that there's a network of tunnels connecting all of the pyramids, which exit on each of them because of an old myth of children entering into the hills and appearing in other places. But that's like the totality of his claims and sort of the real sketchiness of his whole organization. But uh, let's actually like, I'm gonna actually investigate uh, with you um, yes. the, the, the various claims and why it may or may not be, instead of being a pyramid, might be a, um, a hill. Okay, yeah, let's get into it then. What are we waiting for? But first, have you ever heard of product? Potentially. Uh, I, I've heard more about service. Well, let's just take a quick coffee break to brush up on our products and services, and then we'll be right back. Back to the pyramids. Back to pyramids. Let's take a look into these hills and see if the hills have holes. Oh. Or... Or Do the, hill, the hills have a holes. All the right. crows have eyes. What is a hill if not the opposite of a hole? You know what I mean? What is a hill but pyramid persisting? <laughs> so okay. so uh, the main thing, the first thing to point out uh, when looking at this pyramid is that it's very interesting that all of the pictures, if you ever look at like a bunch of pictures of this Bosnian pyramid, are all from the exact same angle. Yes. Okay. I was going to ask this because you kept saying at the start that like it's two sides of it have this point. Yes. So is it not the same way on the other no, side? No. Um, the other sides of the hill have no resemblance to a pyramid. They just look like normal hills. Okay. All right. This is this is like another, we talked about this a couple episodes ago with the uh, uh, Yonaguni where it's like from certain angles, the, you know, this, this rock looks like a face. From a certain angle, this hill looks like a pyramid. But if you just like sort of move if you shuffle on over to the left, yep. looks looks like a hill. Uh, some of his evidence for it uh, comes from a commissioning of a geophysicist by the name of Dr. Amr uh, Smelbogovic. And apparently they did thermal images of the area looking for what's called thermal inertia, which is this idea that um, areas of different types of materials will cool faster at night and warm faster in the morning if they have like, you know, holes in them and stuff like that. And he sure. claims that through doing this that he has found nine pyramids uh, in and five of them in the Vizokaka Valley. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. Have we dug anything up yet or? The main problem is that, that while he pointed out this whole thing about thermal uh, inertia, there's no evidence that either people gave to explain why a man-made pyramid would have this, this special property at all. <laughs> they're basically like, we're going to test it to find this to prove it's a pyramid. And they're like, well, how do you, why does that prove it's a pyramid? And they're oh. like, oh. I see what you're saying. So they're like scanning these hills and being like, all right, if we detect the warm, fresh scent of cinnamon, c cinnamon bagels, then we'll know that this was a pyramid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you even know that a pyramid would give off the nice, warm, fresh scent of cinnamon bagels? Yeah. So the only thing that we can think of is that, yes, this thermal inertia does happen on the hills and it does happen with the pyramids in Egypt. The main reason is because in both cases, they are the highest points in the region. Okay, yeah. And if you look around, if you use this in a lot of different areas, you will find that hilltops, ridges, 
or pyramids right. will all have this factor. And apparently, uh, if this was controlled for in the report, it did not make it into the final product anyway. Ah, uh, okay. So I think this is a little bit of a, of, a, of a thing that shows up a lot in ancient astronaut stuff, which is that um, yeah. they're kind of starting with the conclusion and then trying to fill the conclusion with whatever evidence they can find. And unfortunately, what that results in is they make stuff up. Right. Or they, um, like the thing is that, and this happens a lot. This is kind of like a, a shortcut of human psychology. We kind of talked about this in the art two-parter, that if you're looking for something, you'll find it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going in thinking, I want to prove X, you'll 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 be able to put the pieces together. It's basically how conspiracy theories right. function. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it almost sounds like and I don't know how like how much this sort of device or these like readings are actually useful. And so but it almost sounds like they're just saying like this device proves that pyramids it can search for pyramids. Pyramid and detector. if we get a reading off of this, yeah, it's a pyramid detector. And if we get a reading off of this hill, then we know it's a pyramid. And it's like, you're already starting with the assumption that your device can even detect pyramids. Yeah. Like, how would you even know that? Yeah. Um, but luckily, he has a second piece of evidence that he showed that is much more convincing. Okay, cool. Hit me with it. I'm ready. He did a bunch of work with a guy by the name of Harry Oldfield, who did uh, enthusiastically through his work prove that it's a pyramid. Okay. Harry Oldfield, who he referred to as Dr. Oldfield, though, no PhD on my record was found, uh, all right. is a uh, enthusiast in the area of uh, new age energy crystals and uh, f- the photography of auras. Okay. All right. So um, basically he is a professional vibe checker, basically. Love it. <laughs> I love that for him. So he, they did some video where they look at, uh, they use a camera to digitally replace the colors, which um, is called poly contrast interference photography. It's what new age people use to study energy uh-huh. fields. So they look for like subtle, uh, if they basically replace colors and they're like, hey, look, if we do it this way, then you find an aura. Okay. But in the end, the one thing that doesn't make any sense here is that if it's something that can't be picked up by the visible light, but can if you replace colors, that's not going yeah. to change how cameras work. Cameras do only pick up light. They, just, <laughs> like, they do just pick up. Yeah, that doesn't that wouldn't it doesn't magically unlock something that was that you. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's weird that they're trying to pass that off. Tristan, I'm going to say it. Some of these people you bring up on this show, I think they might be phonies. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting how it is funny um, how many people on this show we have found to just be just straight up grifters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, this is the quote that Osman Ajik said about his work with Dr. Oldfield. The energy fields are vertical as opposed to horizontal, which is the case with naturally occurring hills. In contrast, a natural phenomenon where the energy fields are fixed, these electromagnetic fields are pulsating and non-homogeneous. All right. So pulsating, but non-homo. I get it. Okay. Uh, mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come on. It's 2022. You're just. You can be a little homogenous. You can. It's fine. Um, The Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is, in fact, acting like a genuine. Just tell me if you've heard anything like this before on this show. Okay. The Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun is, in fact, acting like a giant energy accumulator, which uh, continually emits large quantities of energy. It is the proverbial perpetuum mobile, which got its start in the distant past and continues its activity to uh, without respite. It's another energy. It's it's another uh, cake. So they're doing it. They did it. They brought it all back. Pyramids are energy cakes. 
<laughs> we all know this. I just love, because the thing is that, like, this happens a lot in fantasy and science fiction that we have this, like, really romantic notion of what energy is. The definition of energy is something's ability yeah. to perform work. Yeah, so I have, like, no energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just very funny that uh, they're still they're still going on this. Like the the new age concept of energy is so whatever they want it to be, basically. Yeah, man. It's like it's like it's like a fluid field around us that you can touch and smell and hear and and you can't see it unless you change the pixels on the camera mm -hmm. and then you can see. Yeah, you know better than I do how cameras work, and you would know exactly that this there's no feasible way this would work. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's all it's all the if you take this photo that I took and you bring it into Photoshop and you take the hue slider, if you do, if you adjust the hue and saturation, you take that hue slider a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Things change color. What's that about? Explain that one to me. Remember, uh, what was it that um, that UFO sighting that uh, we talked about a while back that was like very obviously Photoshop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, everyone loves yeah. it. Yeah. There's also a little bit of questions about the geography of their claims, um, or geology, sorry, not geography. Um, Mm. So at Fizokika, they have been doing excavation. We had some questions about geography earlier. Yes, in this that is true. When we got the countries confused. Usually I'm very good at knowing countries. Getting Bosnia and Bulgaria mixed up actually makes me, uh, I'm actually very disappointed in myself for that one. Mm. I genuinely feel terrible because that is not normally a mistake I make. And in the Balkans specifically, that is a very uh, bad mistake to make. Oh no. Should we edit it out? Uh, I don't think it's that bad, but. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, one of the things that they have apparently found are stone roads, walls, plazas, and apparently they also claim that they've found ancient concrete blocks stacked in patterns, oh, which looks really convincing if you look at pictures, but as far as I could tell, the geologists don't seem super uh, impressed by this. A huh. lot of these surfaces have been identified as just natural strata. They're called the Lasfa series, and it's a strata of stone that is found throughout the entire region. Okay. And it also has blocks of what's called conventional conglomerate, which is a sort of like stone made with a bunch of other stones all smashed together. And uh, Osmanagic calls this concrete. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, other stones that are very similar, like other types of, of, of conglomerate that looks like this can be found all over the world. Uh, so nothing special. Yeah. All right. And the other thing, too, is that uh, there was a study of the site also by Professor Vrabak, who's a specialist in paleogeology, and found that there are lots of formations that look like the pyramid that are in the uh, the Sarajevo Zeneca mining basin. Mm. So they, they drilled holes in the ground and found yeah. this kind of stone all over the place. So... It's very much like that. Yeah, they, they're like, we found we found all these like bricks and and cement and and walls and and streets. And then they're like, yeah, but if you dig literally anywhere in this area, you'll find similar things. Remember how we were talking about a while ago that the Earth is a big D20. This could be one of its corners. Could be. And then the whole Earth is made up of these bricks and things. It's true. Because it was all it's all made by aliens. <laughs> They're playing the world's biggest game of D D. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they just roll planets like uh what's it called? Like <laughs> like at the end of uh Men in Black. They're playing Marvels yeah, of the yeah, Galaxy yeah. or whatever. 
That's right. So, uh, and the other thing we, we can get to is also that the, the claim that there's a bunch of tunnels underneath the area. Okay. But the problem is that man-made pyramids don't necessarily need networks of tunnels connecting them. He does say that he's found one of the tunnels, but it, there's only been one found, and it only is about 300 meters deep, and it's about three kilometers away from Fisokaka, not close to the pyramid. So it's not really there. No. And it's also fairly likely that it was probably just an old mine shaft. And if you do look for tunnels in this region, you will find it because this region is uh, fairly high in coal, iron and copper. And people have been mining in this region since like ancient Rome. Okay, so could just be old mines. Yeah. So there's no uh, there's no evidence uh, that any tunnels go anywhere near Visokika or any of the other hills that Osmanagic claims are uh, part of this. Okay. And again, the only evidence he has for this comes from a a local story about children going into one hill and emerging at the top of another. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that. What's that about? It's like an old folktale. There's no more information about that. At least not without me uh, needing to learn Bosnian for this podcast. Oh, no. That's Uh, we're more for entertainment. people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so, yeah, um, every expert who I could find who has looked at this site has universally categorically shown that this is false. They're called flat irons. It's a natural type of hill formation. One archaeological geologist by the name of uh, Paul Heinrich at Louisiana State has shown that flat irons are common throughout the world and that there's actually uh, some hills called the Russian Twin Pyramids in uh, Vladivostok that have a very similar look to them. And there are also many other ones in this area. There's no evidence that they were uh, shaped by human construction to the point where one description right. I found was that if it is an artificial pyramid, they took apart a natural structure and then artificially built it, putting all of the things that they removed exactly in the place that they would have been if it was natural. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you do that prank where you put everything exactly in its place, but it's on the ceiling instead of on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. You have to plan it out mm-hmm. very specifically. Yeah. Uh, some other experts like Amar Karapush, who is the curator of the Mu- Historical Museum of Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, in Sarajevo, said that when they heard about the pyramids, they thought it was a joke and can't believe that anybody <laughs> would believe this. Uh-huh. Garrett Fagan, who is a professor at Penn State University, said they should not be allowed to destroy genuine sites in the pursuit of these uh, delusions. Mm-hmm. It's as if somebody were given permission to bulldoze Stonehenge in order to find secret chambers of lost ancient wisdom underneath. Oh, my God. (laughs) Enver Imamovic of uh, the University of Sarajevo, who is also a former director of the National Museum of Sarajevo, pointed out that the excavations could damage historical sites as well as uh, other big things. We'll get to that in a second, but could irreversibly destroy a national treasure. Yeah. An American expert on prehistoric Greece and the Balkans from Boston University by the name of Curtis Reynolds uh, pointed out that inhabitants in the area who would have built these pyramids at the time that he claimed, like 12,000 years ago, would not have Mm -hmm. had the tools nor skills to build something of that size. Uh, People at that point in the past who we have studied, Uh this was still at a time of the last glacial maximum, which means this was still like the Ice Age. Uh, The place was very cold and very dry and there were glaciers in a lot of these mountain ranges. So the Mm -hmm. only people who lived in these regions were like paleolithic hunters and gatherers who made Uh some camps and maybe had some, lived in some caves. Like that is the level of technology we're looking at, not like pyramid level stuff. Tristan, this is the issue. This is the issue with your, with the way that you're thinking and the way that all these different professors are thinking right now is that you're trying to incorporate context and historical studies of like the people of the time and the time period and civilization. And, but you're missing the fact that if you look at it from one angle, it looks like 
a pyramid. This thing looks like a thing. It looks like a a pyramid on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'm and I just I'm just sick of hearing of all of these experts and experts in their field shooting down this theory because oh it doesn't line up with all of these other reasons and oh the people couldn't have built it and like even if they did they would have to you know it would be like it's it's just I'm tired of people coming in, raining on on the parade, putting in all of this extra work when all you really have to do is point at it and say it looks like a pyramid sometimes. Fair. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Thing looks like a thing. Some other things Curtis have actually said also that people who had the technology to build something like the pyramid would have shown up uh, at the earliest about 2,500 years ago and didn't. Okay. And that also, uh, it's important to point out that the pyramidal shape is actually a pretty common one that shows up in natural places because it's uh, actually pretty resistant to natural forces. Yeah. Um, it's why we build pyramids because they're just very stable. <laughs> they're really easy to, yeah. Yeah, because you just they're they're kind of like structurally sound. Yeah. In a in a in a big way. That's why the ones in Egypt are like, you know, thousands of years old and still standing strong. Still here. Um, Anthony Harding, who is the president of the European Association of Archaeologists, uh, wrote mm-hmm. a letter to the Times about Osmanagic's theories and uh, described mm-hmm. them as wacky and absurd. And those are quotes. Excellent. I love that. But never mind, because um, still, yeah. despite all that, the Bosnian Pyramid of the Sun Foundation yeah. did do one geological survey where they hired real geologists from the University of Tuzla to investigate Visokica and really right. the area. So those people got together in 2006 cool. and had a press conference to present the results of their research. All right, hit me with it. What'd they find? It was led by an academic from the Faculty of Mining and Geology by the name of uh, Seifuddin Vrabak. And they concluded that the hill is a natural geological formation <gasps> made of plastic sediment and layered composition in varying thickness uh-huh. and that its shape is the consequence of endodynamical and exodynamical processes in the post-Miocene era. Okay, but then underneath it was a pyramid that people made, right? The pyramid's mostly made up of the things that are made up of other mountains in the area, which is conglomerate, clay, yeah. and sandstone. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. It sounds like what you're saying is that it's not a pyramid that people made. No. Um, okay. No, this was, um, keep in mind that uh, this was done by a self-described archaeologist who has gone on the record to say that he believes the Maya and other people were descended from Atlantis who came from the Pleiades cluster, which is a, okay. a bunch of stars. Love it. Besides that, a lot of journalists have... Uh, called him a legitimate researcher when they reported on this uh, because it presented this, uh, you know, amateur maverick person who confounds the establishment with their great discovery, which is very, which is very appealing to a certain type of journalist trying to tell a story. Well, it's like when when ancient aliens always says mainstream archaeologists believe that this is just a hill, but don't listen to them. Listen to these people. This guy who owns a metal shop in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to these people who are getting paid to be here. Yeah. Um, so I think the best uh, description I have of like trying to believe a person like this about these kinds of claims, uh, like a non-archaeologist trying to make these grand archaeological claims in face of all of the experts. Great quote from the University of Sarajevo's Enver Imamovich, mm-hmm. who is also the former director of the National Museum of Sarajevo. And this is the quote he said about him. This is the equivalent of letting me, an archaeologist, perform surgery in hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just like such a great line it's very good 
And yeah, it's very true. It's a thing that we come back to all the time on this podcast, which is like, even if someone is legitimately an expert in a field, it does not make them an expert in any other field, Mm -hmm. period. So uh, now we come to the part where I make you sad. Uh, There's a bunch of things that, despite the fact that this has been very thoroughly debunked by anybody who has uh, taken a serious look at it, it has not stopped this project from moving forward. And there's a lot of problems with that. For example, Visokika is also a real archaeological site. The town was actually Bosnia's capital in the Middle Ages. And on top of the hill, there's an old medieval fortress that's been excavated and is a national monument. And that Uh, Fortress was also built on top of Roman ruins because it's the tallest hill in the region, so it has a good strategic purpose there. So Mm. people have been building uh, and living on there for, you know, being able to scout the area for ages. And even the Romans built this site on top of an ancient tribe called the Illyrians. So this is is a place where there's a lot of actual archaeology that could be done. Mm -hmm. But Osmanagic digs in this area looking for pyramids. And uh, in doing so, he's caused outrage in the archaeological community to the point where many archaeologists have been lobbying to get his permit revoked. Uh, In 2008, uh, some archaeologists who were digging in the area who are not related to Osmanagic's foundation found medieval artifacts, and that caused a new call for them to cancel Osmanagic's digging permits. Uh The European Association of Archaeologists have called the Bosnian pyramids a cruel hoax and are concerned about damage being done to genuine archaeological and paleo paleontological sites at the place, like the castle, like the Roman fortification, and some even more ancient stuff. According to the European Association of Archaeologists, in their official statement, they said, we, the undersigned professional archaeologists from all parts of Europe, wish to protest strongly at the continuing support by the Bosnian authorities of the so-called Pyramid Project being conducted on hills and near Visoko. This scheme is a cruel hoax on an unsuspecting public and has no place in the world of genuine science. It is a waste of scarce resources that uh, would be much better used in protecting the genuine archaeological heritage and is diverting attention away from pressing problems that are affecting professional archaeologists in Bosnia, Herzegovina on a daily basis. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, you had mentioned a quote earlier from someone saying it's like bulldozing Stonehenge to like uncover something. And like that confused me for a little bit because at the time, just moments ago, I had just assumed that this was just a hill and like that doing any sort of excavation around it would be like no big deal. But it it sounds like this is actually genuinely damaging and harming actual archaeological sites in this process. And how. Now, do you think that uh, the local government listened to these archaeologists? Since this segment is the part where Tristan makes us sad, I am going to have to tentatively say probably not. No, you know what he has done? Build a park. Oh my God. After the discovery in 2006, he raised a bunch of investment capital from uh, investors in Malaysia and started building an archaeological park, including uh, reshaping one of the hills to make it look like a stepped pyramid. Oh my God. (laughs) The site has volunteers who are building botanical gardens as well as holding meditation sessions at the site. And in doing so, the Fasoko region has become sort of a, a new age pilgrimage site that has attracted pseudoscience uh, enthusiasts from around the world to visit. Mm, I mean, if if it's, if the tourism, if it it helps, I guess. Uh, 
it gets worse. So, uh, so according to this, yeah. the to- so the tourist traffic has apparently helped in the uh, helped the economy of Visoko. So that is sure. that is nice. Uh, and even though attendance has gone down quite a bit, uh, people in the region still claim that it's a pretty decent source of income. In 2017, Ospanagic was still at the site and is trying to make more alterations to the hill to make uh, better marketing for the site. Uh, and still, it's being done on private funding. In 2016, he claims that 5,000 people visited this park since it opened in June that year. And in 2016, he also opened a second park that is Great. visited by tens of thousands of tourists on a, a yearly basis. And also Excellent. a large amount of locals and visitors from the surrounding area come to see it. And in 2020 and 2021, and that's very recent. Serbian tennis player Novak Djokovic uh, visited the site, which got a big boost to its uh, to its cool. traffic. Cool. Excellent. Has this been bad? Have people, have tourists done bad things? I can only assume so, because that, that's typically where these stories go. I won't, I, I can't uh, verify whether they've done damage to the site. Obviously, like shaping, reshaping these hills to make them look like pyramids is already enough. Yeah. But um, the main thing is that it's very interesting why uh, this is all happening and why the government is supporting it so much. And it's not just for money reasons. Uh, okay. One of the things that uh, I kind of danced around in this episode is that Bosnia was at the center of an extraordinarily brutal war in the 1990s. Anytime you hear mm-hmm. about um, the war in Yugoslavia in the 90s, uh, Bosnia was like the hottest part of that war uh, to the point where there was a genocide against the Bosnian people Um that that was it was mm. one of the most brutal events of the century. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, Fisoko was at the front lines and was one of the hardest hit places uh, from the war. And in the conflict, a lot of the actual history and archaeology of Bosnia Herzegovina was irreparably damaged uh, just because of the just totality of the destruction. So the idea of there being a un earthed amazing part of their very much lost past resonated a lot of people. The war ended in 1995, so it's still very Mm -hmm. fresh in people's memories and that it could be a sign of Bosnian pride. So a lot of leaders, including one prime minister and two presidents of Bosnia, have uh, Mm -hmm. welcomed the theory that this is a pyramid. And uh, apparently the domestic audience really, really likes believing in it because it means that their homeland was once the seat of a great civilization and that it shows signs of a great economic future. Um, Major critics of Osmanagic and his work have been basically like shouted down and uh, criticized Mm. for being anti-Bosnian for doing it. I see. And that... Osmanagic in his work has made specific appeals to Bosnian nationalists uh, in a time where the country is still struggling economically and socially because of this war. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, thousands of people were killed in this war and yeah. that the war probably in the Visoko region alone did about $200 million in damage in factories and infrastructure. On top of that, Yugoslavia was a communist country, and so mm-hmm. Bosnia-Herzegovina had to go through the war, but then also had to deal with sort of the shocks and pain that comes with transitioning out of communism, which is, if you know, in like, you know, Russia, for example, or any of the former Soviet countries, is a, is an extremely brutal process. Yeah. So that, like, Bosnia has been through some shit, uh, and they are kind of latching onto this as, like, something positive to, to run with. Fisoko has a population of about 11,000, and now mm-hmm. this extremely obvious fake 
site is integral to their local economy uh, yeah. to the point where they are even uh, harvesting the work of local Bosnian volunteers who feel like they're working towards some positive goal. And that's the sort of bummer to leave yeah. you on. That's, this is, this is tricky, right? Because uh, on one hand, you know, we want to, we want to be on the, on that sort of side of trying to figure out the actual history, the actual, you know, makeup of this hill of this little pointy tree area. And so like wanting to get to the bottom of that as like accurately as historically accurately and, and scientifically accurate as we can does feel like in the, in this instance, like it is almost like robbing these people of some uh, of this thing that they are really passionate about, it seems. And that gives them like a sense of pride in where they live. So I don't know. It's what, what are your thoughts? Where do you sort of land on that? I guess. So and to me, like, I feel that there's something especially skeezy about trying to essentially leverage a country, a people who have been through like some of the worst stuff imaginable and using mm -hmm. uh, people who are in that sort of vulnerable place. And through that, selling them a false yeah. hope in order to sell a, a yeah. theme park, essentially. I think that's sort of where I come down to is, is the fact that it was basically presented by, you know, like one person or like a handful of people who are effectively just trying to make a name for themselves and make a name and like and get money by manipulating the, the sort of cultural uh, feeling that that the Bosnian people have to sort of further their goals. I don't know. Yeah, that is that is. Gross. It also further adds to the tragedy because, uh, you know, we like it's pretty intense that like Bosnia was hurt really bad by this. Um, even today, there's a very strong strain of Islamophobia in the Balkans. And uh, Bosnia is a Muslim majority country. Uh, and yeah. like I said, uh, at the hands of uh, essentially uh, mostly like Serbian troops, there was more or less a genocide. There was a Bosnian genocide and a right. lot of their cultural heritage. Like, so there's a lot of pain. And then to come in with something that is like, it's like, it's like, uh, it, to me, it feels ethically almost like if somebody's dog died and instead mm -hmm. of telling them that their dog died, you just went and bought a different similar looking dog and tried to convince them that it was the same one. Mm. And even though, you or know, you're trying one. to spare their feelings or you are, uh, you know, hitting on their trying to um, recover from their um, their loss. At the end of the day, you're right. still lying and you're doing so to a kind of vulnerable people. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. And as somebody, I also did a lot of my uh, my master's research. I don't think I've talked about this in the podcast, but a lot of my master's research was on Islamophobia post 9-11. And so these are uh, like Bosnians uh, were definitely a victim of a, a different, a very different form of Islamophobia than the one I studied. But uh, it sort of also hits hard on that front for me as well. Yeah, I get you. Boy, how do we even end this episode now? Um, we have a lot of happier episodes that you can also listen to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, Tristan, Tristan, do you remember like, remember like an hour ago we were making jokes about an old lady dying? Yeah, man, go back to Boy, the innocent, actually, you know what? innocent good it, times. <laughs> you know what? When I phrase it like that, it makes us sound mean, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
It's been a Never real lied. emotional roller coaster today. It's been a whirlwind <laughs> of emotions here. And hey, look, if you want to tell us all of your thoughts about this topic and more, you can go follow us over on Twitter at Probs Not Aliens. Yeah, I know that I know for sure that I am lacking a lot of cultural context about what's going on here. So if there is a listener who knows a lot more about uh, yes. Bosnia and uh, and the history of this region who can give us some uh, some information fleshing it out, I would be so happy. I am very slowly working on making a corrections and additions episode. And so I would love to get anything that I feel like would I could add on to these episodes for later. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's the great part about the Twitter community is that it's not just people telling us that we did such a great job. It's it is that, but it's also people telling us all the stuff that we missed or got wrong or things that we uh, should have included. And we like to shout out those people because everyone's still very respectful. Sometimes that's just critical. Just people have an awesome like uh, footnote to add to it that um, that adds a lot more juice to the story. So I really appreciate all of it, by the way. Absolutely. Me too. And so that's what we, we really super duper love about all the folks over there at Twitter. So again, that's Probs Not Aliens uh, over on Twitter. Go follow that. Tristan, you have something that you do out you do other things yes than this show okay uh, somehow that <laughs> Some, like? okay yeah, yeah. i I, right. I somehow raise a child full-time but i also have uh, a youtube channel called step back where i uh have recently made a video on the history of russia post-soviet union and it's pretty wild there's another one there's another video coming out that'll probably be out by the time this episode comes out on 9 11 truthers so yeah stuff's happening but scottward scott yeah. scott Scotland. That's me. Uh, what you you also do? You do thing. Yeah, kinda. I have a YouTube channel as well called NerdSync, N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C, all one word, where I make video essays about, uh, you know, comics, superheroes, cartoons. There's a lot of stuff happening right now in the world of cartoons with HBO and the animation stuff. I talk a lot about Scooby-Doo. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, and, you know, I joke a lot on on this show, but sometimes I also just, I do a lot of research over on my own videos, and they're fun, and they're funny, and they're informative and I hope you go watch them and I think I think I highly good. recommend they're good stuff yeah and uh I would like to thank the following people for writing reviews five-star reviews of this podcast on Apple Podcasts I want to give a huge shout out to PB Fiasco Cashmere Gizmo Don Tresami I I don't practice these before I start saying them Ryan Spiker and uh, loot 408. Thank you so much. And there's so many more that I'm going to shout out in future episodes, but thank you so much truly to everyone who gives us, uh, ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts and wherever else you can go. Uh, that's super important. Why is it important, Tristan? Well, because podcasts don't have a recommendation algorithm, at least not yet. Apparently YouTube is working on a podcast platform. YouTube's working on it. Um, mm-hmm. so Maybe there will be an algorithm for podcasts, but not today. So that means that word of mouth is really the only way this show grows. So if you have somebody in your life who you can show this show to, it would be greatly appreciated because we put a lot of work into this show. Uh, We we put a lot of passion into this and it would be great to have it get to the people who would resonate with. Yeah. Reviews help. Shouting it out helps. Use your thought fossils. Spread it by word of by by thought fossil of mouth, I guess. And uh, the best way you can do that is by sending people over to a very simple website, probsnotaliens.com. It's got links to where you can listen to all uh, 
of well, it's got links to where you can listen to this episode to the this whole podcast. I don't know where I was going with that. Probsonaliens.com. It's got links to where you can listen to this show on all of the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, every place. You get it. Send people there. They'll find it. It's a good time. Yeah. That that would be greatly appreciated. That's all for now though. Yeah. yeah. That's all for now. My name is Scott Nicewander. And I'm Tristan Johnson. Just remember, folks, the truth is out there. Vierovatno. Oh. That was probably in Bosnian. It's probably Bosnian. So the queen's dead then, huh? I've heard that, yeah. Do we... Do we just keep going? Does this? Do we? We keep doing this show then, yeah.